Welcome to Zero Downtime, the new podcast brought to you by DCD's editorial team in partnership with Vertiv, the world's leading critical infrastructure provider. Vertiv has kept the world's leading businesses connected for more than 50 years. We build, deliver, and support critical infrastructure that's available, sustainable, and future-ready. Visit us at vertiv.com and see what we can do for you. Okay, welcome to DCD's Zero Downtime podcast. Um, today, I'm joined by Vanessa Moffitt, uh, who's channel partner manager at for EMEA at EchoSense, and we're going to talk about the public sector. Hi, Vanessa. Hello there. Thank you for having me. Right. I mean, the conversation we were sort of th- this springs from is when we were talking about what's going on in Amsterdam, which really I, I think really serves as like an example of the ways in which um, regional authorities, regional local governments um, are starting to, should we say, address the data centre issue? How, how would you put it? Yeah, I think that's right. And with all of this host of legislation, legislation coming in, um, different member states are implementing it in different ways. Uh, Germany, I think, are the first ones to to have fines, and Amsterdam, as municipality, are implementing their own things as well. So it's really interesting to watch and see how it unfolds. And then hopefully the UK will be a couple of steps behind and we'll just learn from the lessons that other people are going through. <laughs> yeah, I think not being first. Uh, if, 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 yes, if governments want an, some advice on how to do this, the, one of the first good ideas would be don't go first. Um, <laughs> but um, yes, I mean, the, 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 the legislation landscape kind of looks completely different uh, now to how it looked two years ago. You could maybe see this stuff emerging then, but sort of back two years ago, people, data centres, was providers were still able to say, oh, if we get our act together and, and, and look like good citizens, maybe we'll get away without having to have any regulations. And now there's regulations coming at them from every direction. That's true. So, I mean... Germany is, the, is an interesting one, isn't it? Because um, they're the first people to implement the, the there's the European level reg, reg, regulation, the yeah. uh, European yeah. Energy Efficiency Directive. Um, that's it. That, yeah. And that's, that has to be implemented in all European countries. Um, yes. Which then, and, and Germany is the first one to do that. Is that... Uh, that that's in their Energy Efficiency Act. And is that where these fines are coming in that you mentioned? Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. So they've got maximum fines of either up to €50,000 or €100,000. And I guess it hits the headlines because it's the first piece of legislation with any teeth. Um, I think other other countries are not quite as forthright just yet. Anyway, maybe they'll follow soon. It'd be good if they did because I think it's probably we have to spur people on somehow don't we and um we all know that these things are going to take a few years to really get perfected or provide useful insights so that we can provide even more useful insight the next year um so we have to start somewhere and i think germany have made an interesting step um right but but wait a minute we're both in the data center industry and we're saying it's a good thing that um 
that, that Germany is going to be fining data centers. <laughs> what, what, what are we talking? What, what are we saying this for? Um, I think in the grand scheme of things, if you're a large data center, those fines aren't going, aren't going to hurt you too much. I think a lot of this is a bit of a statement. Um, and I think it's quite considered, actually. Um, and also, if you can't uh, comply with it, the, you have to just say why you can't, why it's feasibly not possible, for example, or economically not possible. possible. Right. And that's an interesting step because um, those kind of responses start to get the kind of dialogue going between um, local governments, regulators and data centres, because data centres are always saying they don't understand us. They keep telling us to do things that we can't do. And now we've got this framework where, um, I mean, in, in the German regulation, you know, at various stages in when they were making the regulation, they were trying to say all data centres must uh, reuse 10% of their heat. And that was that statement was enough to start the debate which would unth- in which the data centres kind of said, well, my data centre's nowhere near a district heating system. I can't do that. And, yeah. and similar discussions around PUE. They've got, um, mm-hmm. you know, you have to have a PUE of 1.2. And then so somebody from the data centre side has to go to the regulators to the and explain to them that a a co-location data centre doesn't have 100% control over the kit that's inside it. Mm-hmm. And without that control, it, you can't guarantee what PUE you're going to have. That's correct. PUE is a bit of a minefield, to be fair. If I were to criticise the Energy Efficiency Act at all, I think that area would be the one. I mean, even what if you're a new data centre and you've only got one client in there, there's hardly any kit in there whatsoever. Your PUE is not going to be 1.2. It doesn't matter whether it's 2030 or not. Yeah, so that's right. Ev- not everybody, to- yeah, everybody in the data centre industry knows that you have to have a full data centre to have a low PUE. Mm. And, you know, with a little bit of education, the um, the local authorities will soon know that too. You know, they, 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 yeah. they've, they've, they've had to learn similar bits of the basic ground rules of how offices and restaurants run before they license those. So data centres, you know, they'll do the same kind of thing for that and maybe get it right but i'm sure data centers will continue to grumble about it what what are the specific specific things you can get fined for in germany now uh so in germany um the efficient use of waste heat um right. is quite a central point so um in, it says in future data centers must avoid waste heat as far as possible and reuse the resulting waste heat where possible and it's a bit wishy-washy but i think that's because of the mm. argument you said before because at the moment it's not possible but it, one thing this these pieces of legislation do do is that it starts that conversation between government local government and the data center um, sector itself and that conversation in itself is is useful and beneficial to the environment as a whole Mm. yes that's right i mean um people who've been involved in this kind of negotiation process have told me that that the way forward with um uh waste heat reuse is for data centers to put a price on it um Hmm. you know they they should be able to say um to give project forwards and tell the um 
potential customers how much heat they're going to have, how much it's costing to produce, and um, you know to 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 make it a commercial thing because. Um, while data centers may feel it's a wonderful, nice thing on their part to just say, here's all this free heat, you can have it. Um, yeah. The heat, district heat companies are making their business out of it. And uh, free heat is all very well. But if you, if, if it might just go away any day now, it's it's no good to them because they, they had need to build their, their business plan on it. And I think, I think at some, at some point in the negotiations yeah. with, the uh, data center industry i think the german authorities tried to do something like that but the trouble with that was mm. that it, it meant that the um the data centers were being ex- would it would have expected the data centers to share more about their workings than they were prepared to i think yeah you've hit on two problems there i think one, I don't think anybody's competing for that service. Well, not anybody. <laughs> yeah, it is waste heat after all. No, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't think you're going to have a rush to come and say, yes, we'll come and take your waste heat. That's the first one. The second one, I think commercializing is interesting, um, but from the receiving end, it's kind of a gift and it needs an SLA. So if it doesn't have an SLA, um, then I can understand why they don't want to take it because they in turn have to provide an SLA. So it's the service level around it all that isn't in place, I don't think, uh, unless you know some individuals have done it, but it's not like a standard thing at the moment. Yes, that's right. I mean, because the, uh, the district heat service will have SLAs with its customers, or it might. I think some of the uh, uh, sort of trying some of the ways the 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 places where they're being tried out in this country for instance i think the sla the the user experience of getting heat from a district heating system is not always all that great Hmm. you know i think um it costs a lot of money to put the equipment in at both ends to get the heat to gather the heat and then deliver it and um it takes a long long time to pay back and it can go wrong quite often in in between those times yeah, so, and then add, add to that the complication that it has to pretty much be next door. You can't really transfer heat very far, can you? Because it just no, cools down. no, that's that's right. And so, and that was one of the issues um, with trying to legislate for it. If you te- if you say a data center must um, reuse its waste heat, and if you say they absolutely have to then you're actually limiting where you can build data centers. You're saying oh, you can't build. That's a very mm-hmm. interesting point. Though. So are we talking about existing data centers or just new data centers? For Because for new ones, they have the opportunity to work with um, planning. And the existing ones are already in really industrial areas. They, you know, they, I've been dropped off in some areas where the taxi driver has said to me, are you sure you want to be dropped off here? <laughs> and I said, yes, there's a data center here. <laughs> but, um, you know, most of all, mostly they're built in those kinds of locations where there's not very much opportunity to reuse the waste heat. But if we plan them into, I don't know, a housing estate might not be the best example, maybe a swimming pool or something, and have the use for the data center as well as the heat in the, at the same time, then we can start changing the way things work. But as it stands, that is very limited in practice. 
Yeah, yeah. Should we talk about um, about Amsterdam? Because they've got an interesting bunch of sort of intersecting um, re- uh, legislation, um, mostly coming from the, uh, the the city authorities in Amsterdam or the Amsterdam region. Yeah. Um, you know, the ones I'm aware of are that they, they've attempted to... They, 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 well, they were... Resp- that they had a moratorium. That's when it started. They just said, "We've been told data centres are using too much power, too much mm-hmm. land. Um, uh, we, we're not sure about this. We no new data centres for the next year." Or actually, I think when the moratorium started, it wasn't even sure. We weren't even sure how long it would go on for. Mm. And then it eventually ended with um, sort of with rules for where you could build data centers and how you could build them. And the latest version of those, as far as I understand it, pretty much means that you can't build data centers in the center of Amsterdam. No new data centers in the municipality of Amsterdam is the current thinking. Um, I think it's an interesting, it's an interesting way forward. Um, actually, it's not quite that cut and dried. If you can um, show that you are in line with the sorry, Amsterdam's, it's easier to say, Amsterdam's sustainability goals, then you're allowed to build, you might get permission for your data center. And so that is actually what we're talking about just now because they're working with local local governments or the, the city government um, to ensure that sustainability goals are met, which means that they are working or they will be working together in order to build any new data centres. Right. And so by sustainability goals, is that going to be things like making sure you're uh, using renewable energy or um, reusing your waste heat or what? Well, I imagine, I don't know the details, but I imagine it's the city's goals It'll be things like zero waste policy, things like that. It'll be carbon emissions. It'll be, it probably will include waste heat, but I don't know whether that'll just be specific to data centers or, you know, other kinds of high intensity buildings. Um, Yeah, so there'll be, there'll be things that are more aligned to the city rather than specifically to the data center. Yes, and thinking about it, things like using renewable energy isn't necessarily going to be a great boon. Um, you know, because uh, the city is going to need a lot of renewable energy to decarbonize its transport and heat. You know, mm. it's, uh, a data center coming in and using up a lot of the available renewable energy might not uh, be all that popular. Yeah, I don't know if there's anything separate within Amsterdam. Um, I think they're all connected to the, the national grid. So that's all a bit dependent on the grid. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, and the um, the Dutch data center operators have re- reacted to this sort of, um, well, their public statements quite sort of um, unimpressed. I, I, I Maybe the right word there. You know, they're saying that um, the uh, society needs to be digitized. Data centers are the, the road to sustainability, and they they, they sound quite sort of. Um, you know, they're, they're putting their foot down with a firm hand and don't really want to uh, have to deal with these things. I imagine that behind the scenes, they're talking to the authorities in a more const- sort of, there's more dialogue going between them. And a year or two back, we had uh, the, 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 um, 
the, the Amsterdam authorities got a little more, a little bit more granular about um, how data centers are operated, which I was got really interested in because I've not seen this kind of regulation in coming in elsewhere. They actually started telling the uh, uh, data center operators in the city how they should be running the servers inside their data centers. <laughs> Brilliant! One of the top four co-location cities in in the in Europe. And uh, they don't have access to the servers, so that was that mm. was uh, an interesting one. I think. Yes. I think it just fizzled out after a while, didn't it? Yeah, I mean, they, they were basically saying that if you have to, that if that all your servers, um, you shouldn't leave them running when they're not being used. You should you should put them to an idle mm. state so they consume less power, and the mm. data. And the data center operators kind of responded by saying, as you've just said, you know, we're, we're co-location providers. We own the building. We don't own the servers. In any case, the whole job of optimizing the power consumption of servers is a way more fiddly job than we want to get involved in. Uh, the, the personnel involved would make it completely uh, not cost effective. Um, and um, so... So, so uh, yeah, as, as far as I understand it, it's not fizzled out. It's just gone out of the public, uh, out of public awareness. I think the rule is still there, um, but it's just really not being enforced. And in a way, I'd like to see them carry on enforcing it for the reasons you were saying earlier, that, mm. you know, this is um, an educational process for all concerned. That yes. um, you know, if um, uh, if it means that the city authorities end up understanding more about the businesses that are going on in their <laughs> in their domain, then brilliant. And if it means that these uh, operators end up more able to communicate the way their business works then that's going to be good because i think underlying some of this is just this fundamental problem that not uh, data centers aren't aren't that good at explaining to people what they do mm. and it's not helped by other people not being very interested yeah and i think couple that with the demand that's coming from generative ai and the, the reductions and the sustainability targets and then this new legislation and the reporting, all of that puts quite a lot of pressure on data centre owner operators. So it's not just any one thing that um, is difficult for them. They've got pressures, conflicting pressures applying to them right now. Right. So um, we should talk about generative AI. The other thing we, I should, we should probably say something about is that we've spoken a lot about um, European regulations and regulations that are enacting European directives in countries that have to mm -hmm. enact European directives. And we're both sitting in a country that doesn't. Um, mm -hmm. The UK remains one of the biggest data centre markets in Europe, technically, it's not subject to these kind of things. But in practice, are we, is this country going to evade the implications of them? If you're a very, if you're a smallish business, then and you're just in the UK, you don't need to worry about any of the European laws. If you are multinational and you have a foot in Europe at all, um, then and you're big enough, and there, there's some um, guidelines as to size of company, turnover, number of employees, etc. 
um, number of data centers. Um, and um, if you are in that bracket, then you'll have to report on your entire estate. So that does include your UK footprint. Mm. Right. Yes, because reporting is going to be the big thing for the European the European Directive. It's still not 100% clear what's going to have to be reported. They're going to iterate through that a bit, aren't they? But, I mean, at some stage, data centres will actually have to um, do that thing they're not really... Um, they'd have very much practice in doing, and that's talking about what's actually going on inside their buildings to uh, authorities. Yeah. I mean, it is becoming clearer. Um, there was some guidance issued a few months back, um, I think it was November, I think it was, but don't hold on to that. And it was quite practical guidance, actually, as to, to what to report on. They're still struggling on what to do with the IT load and the specific IT metrics and who has to do what. There's there's some clarity for um, certain size companies, but I still think there's a few questions that need to be answered. Mm, yeah, yeah. And... Um... And we have let's let's, let's yeah let's, we have pretty good representatives of the industry who are in there asking those questions and you know they they, yes. they had a few years practice having set up the um, uh, data center uh, climate neutral data center pact uh, mm -hmm. a couple of years beforehand basically the same people that did that are now in there talking to the EU about the the actual regulations that they need to to live with. And lots of others as well. There's there's lots of familiar faces on those calls. It's great. <laughs> I'm not sure if I'm jealous of the people that are on those calls or just glad that they're out there doing it so I don't have to. <laughs> interesting. It's interesting being part of it. it is. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, um, from the data, I mean, from the... Um, the regulator side, there's, you know, some of them will be like um, elected and appointed or appointed by the elected um, governments, etc. I mean, how, how do the data centre sector choose who gets to negotiate these uh, things? Is it just, oh, God, somebody better do it and, uh, and, and sort of Buggins turn? It's, a, it's another interesting area. Each member state will have to figure out which part of their government will be the regulating authority. Um, uh, I think Emma Fry is more of, more of an expert on this than I am, but this is my understanding. Um, so, for example, in the UK, we don't know, or I think we're fairly sure which one it's going to be, but we don't know exactly which, which organisation it's going to be that's going to be the actual re regulator. And then in um, most countries, I don't think we've got any auditing um kind of authority anywhere um you know there are there's no way to certify and and be it become an auditor as yet mm. there will be but as yet there's no none right so um that sounds distressingly like a kind of um signaling a massive new opportunity for um red tape manufacturers and producers <laughs> to, <laughs> to, 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 to create and then meet um, the needs for these kind of regulations. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I agree. Mm -hmm. it's, it's interesting times. You know, we've got so many new laws coming in. And mm. 
I guess they all go through a similar kind of process, you know, and the first bit is definitely learning. The first few years, it's always, it's learning both sides. Mm. Yes, uh, uh, data centre operators are all having to make sure they've got people on board who understand it. Um, yeah, it, it, yeah, they can't just leave it to a few operators to try and make the the, the best moves. Yeah. No, and then um, with... Um, any expansions or any changes going on in, in the industry, the way they report has to be consistent and auditable when we come to the audits um, so that it's calculated in the same way every single time. Um, but that is best done with some tools on site rather than humans because you can introduce human error, different calculations, you get different results. Yeah, yeah. Making sure, yeah, you, you, you can't you need to measure things before you can before you know what they're doing and you mm. and, and reporting on them is another aspect of knowing what they're doing you know, mm. yes the same tools that have been um sold as a way of making your data center more efficient uh now have another role which is making your data center um legal decent honest and truthful <laughs> um yeah yeah and reporting requirements I mean people should have been tracking their reporting requirements it's all starting this year. The, the CSRD and the EED is all starting this year. And EED starts on the 15th of May, but that's for the previous year's data. And we're nowhere near ready, I don't think. Um, CSRD has got a staggered start. But, yeah, we're not ready. <laughs> so we started talking about it a bit. Let's, let's have the headline, you know, what should we be doing? I mean, what should a data centre operator be um, doing now? What are the priorities to... Um, not get tripped up by this stuff as it comes to comes to affect them. I think there's, the, yeah, I think actually the tools thing is probably a really important way to go because um, if you can baseline what you've got, and I think that's all 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 that is required for the first year's reporting is just baselining, and there's. Um, ways of reporting in there the way where it can be estimated if you can say i've got this many of this kind of server you can estimate it you can estimate your reporting on that but as i say all of the it stuff is up for grabs but the facility side of stuff that um needs to be uh, in a in a tool just because it's you know people measure pue differently this differently measure that differently if it's in a tool then you've just got a consistent way of measuring all of your kpis for your data center and you press a button and off you go. So that's 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 one aspect, I think. Tools are a really important part of all of this. Yeah, um, yeah then that I think sounds when, good. And I mean, I, yeah, I can't yeah. imagine where you might get these kind of tools. <laughs> <laughs> there are a lot. There are a lot. Um, um, but when it comes to um, uh, new data centres, I think that gets really interesting because then I think the planning and sustainability angles are where the, the most successful data centers are going to play. If they can manage to work with um, planning authorities and come up with really sustainable, because what we've done up to now is just little little tiny, you know, step changes, little tiny steps rather than a step change, if you see what I mean. Um, and we need to change it properly. And I think involving planning, both on the um, residential maybe, uh, local planning and on the data center side if we can get those two together then we can make some really really big changes on our sustainability goals yeah yeah that sounds very good and um 
So it's very different for a new data center from an existing data center. An existing data center, you're going to have to retrofit some sort of, you may have to retrofit some sort of um, reporting because yeah. that's worth, it's worth mentioning that the reporting will, when you, the, the information you have to report on will have to go back to last May. Yes, exactly. Where yeah. we're, we're talking here at the beginning of 2024. I mean, you, you, you should have eight months of data already or thereabouts. Mm-hmm. Uh, ready to report when the um, uh, European Energy Efficiency Directive demands it. Um, with a new data centre, you'll build it Correct. with all that in in place already. And, yeah, do, making the plans with the design. I mean, you know, the, the, the gold standard for the design, I suppose, would be um, things like making sure you, you're... Um, Renewable energy is in place. You're not using up renewable energy that other people would like to have. So maybe you're even paying to make some renewable energy. That uh, you've you're you're looking for a partner for your waste heat. You might even move your data center to be near a swimming pool yes, or something. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But it takes it takes the local authorities and the data centers to work together on the planning stages, and that at the moment is. Definitely, hardly happening, um, but I think it's going to happen a lot more in the future. How should data centres be viewing local authorities? You know, as um, big friends, um, their bitter enemies, um, uh, potential partners. Um, I think it, we should watch Amsterdam for that one because I think it's really interesting. Um, maybe Amsterdam is saying you're not putting your high performance compute in here. That can go outside of the city. Thank you very much, because it's too much. It's too power intensive. So maybe mm. it's we watch Amsterdam and view them as a partner and see how that goes. It could be really interesting. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Certainly, we we're um, regularly in touch with people from there and uh, bring them into uh, DCD events when whenever possible, so we can hear how things are going. And um, yes, and it's been really good catching up with you. Find out where you're you. sort of where you see these things going. Um, look forward to hearing more advice in the future. Thank you. Lovely to speak to you. Brilliant. Thank you, Vanessa. Talk to you again soon. Sustainability is no longer a nice-to-have. It's a priority. Vertive Power, cooling and IT management solutions for critical infrastructure are designed to reduce the use of energy, water, and space. From innovative liquid cooling to dynamic grid services, we work hand-in-hand with customers to enable them to meet their data center sustainability goals. Visit us at vertive.com and see what we can do for you. Listening to the Zero Downtime Podcast, brought to you in partnership with Vertiv, the world's leading critical digital infrastructure provider. Don't forget to like this podcast and subscribe to our channel. We'll see you again next time.